Welcome to the Fight to Follow podcast. My name is Nate Moyer, and I'm here to tell you that we are in this fight together. You are not alone, you are not forgotten, and you are most definitely not fighting by yourself. It's important to remember that the fight to follow Jesus is a fight that is best fought together. Throughout this life, we are many times faced with circumstances and events beyond our control that would break even the best of us. But that doesn't have to be the case. While the popular saying, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, may be somewhat true, many times what doesn't kill you actually leaves you injured, which leads to feeling isolated, bitter, depressed, angry, and many other things. You see, when life knocks you down, as it sometimes will, it's important to have a team around you that will lift you back up, dust you off, and continue to fight with you. And that's what this podcast is all about. I hope you enjoy today's episode. I can't wait until we go back to normal. Chances are you have probably heard that sentence about 6,000 times over the last month and a half or so. I think I've actually heard it more than that just within our own family. You know, since the stay-at-home orders started rolling out across the country from state to state and county to county, we quickly realized how much we crave normalcy. Between homeschooling our kids, fielding work calls from the living room, and simply trying to remember what day it is, it goes without saying that we have all been affected in one way or another by this pandemic. Millions have been laid off from their jobs, and restaurants have had to shift their focus to takeout and delivery, and churches have moved their services and gatherings online. Suddenly, routine things like visiting the dentist or the eye doctor or going in for just a normal physical exam are no longer deemed essential. Along with that, if you have a friend or family member giving birth, unless you help make that baby, don't expect to be in the delivery room or even visiting the new parents in the hospital anytime soon. We actually have a friend of the family whose husband was hospitalized over a month ago due to a heart condition, and she couldn't even visit him in the hospital. Unfortunately, his condition worsened, but she still wasn't able to be with him right up until the very last moments before he passed away. Then, of course, the funeral was very small and nothing like they would have wanted. So this pandemic has had ripple effects into people's lives that we still are just starting to realize. And we haven't even begun to mention those who have lost loved ones or been sick themselves with the actual virus. So needless to say, these last couple of months have been extremely not normal. There's also been other ripple effects that we didn't anticipate either, some more disturbing than the next. For instance, many of us who do our best to provide loving, stable homes for our families don't realize that there are many homes that are just the opposite. Think about the kids who looked forward to going to school simply for the reason that it allowed them to escape the abuse and the neglect that they were enduring every minute of every day that they were at home. Those same kids now are forced to live out that abuse and neglect every day like some kind of cruel version of Groundhog's Day. They can't go to the park or to a friend's house for a sleepover to escape it either. They are literally stuck in a house every day where they are threatened with something just as deadly as this virus, if not more. And there's nothing they can do about it. But just like pretty much everything else, there are also good things that come from a time like this. Like the fact that families have been eating meals together more than they ever have before. Or the fact that many of us have used this time wisely to pursue dreams that have been pushed aside due to the busyness of life. Many people have ventured into nature and invested in bikes and kayaks and canoes so that they can spend quality time in the outdoors as a family. I'm sad to say we are not one of those families, but there's still hope for us, so keep praying. 
What about the many people who have stepped up to help the less fortunate in the community? Longtime friends of mine like Darian Colbert with his organization Cohesion have been on the front lines helping literally anyone who asks. You also have organizations like City Hope and Champion Center right here in Allentown who have been working nonstop since this whole thing started. And a special shout out to Helson Rivera, who I've known literally forever. He simply saw some people in need and then rallied his friends and family to pitch in and help. He saw a need and he didn't hesitate to do something about it. You know, thoughts and prayers during this time are very much needed, but action is what truly shows the love of Jesus to our community. Thank God that Jesus didn't just pray for us and then stop there. No, he acted. He went to the cross and gave his all for us. So yes, during this season of stay at home for as long as you have to, and if you do need to go out somewhere, make sure you're wearing a hazmat suit and everything else, it can seem dark and hopeless. But if you look around, you'll see a lot of good. But back to our topic for today. What are some things that you're looking forward to after this whole thing is over and we go back to normal? For me, I can't wait to hit up a movie. Our whole family is big on going to the movies. So big that we actually have the AMC Perks membership where we pay a monthly subscription fee which allows us to go to up to three movies a week. And trust me when I say it, we definitely get our money's worth. I'm also looking forward to live sports again. At this point, I would even take baseball. It truly puts things in perspective when even the sports world is put on hold. And of course, since I'm a pastor, I can't forget church. No, but seriously, pastor or not, I genuinely miss gathering together on Sunday morning to worship and spend time together as a church family. I never realized how much I take it for granted. I really struggle trying to understand how people of faith can live their lives without any type of community. It's sad to think of all that they are missing out on. So yes, in many ways, I'm excited for life to return to normal. But today, I really want to stop to think about this idea of going back to normal. When we stop to think of other events in our lifetime that have shaken us out of our normal routines, I think of things like the Columbine shooting. You know, Y2K, even though that ended up to be a bunch of nothing. You know, the Charlottesville riots. And of course, 9-11. All of these events, some more than others, affected us in one way or another. But despite how deeply they affected us, we eventually returned to our normal way of life. With this recent pandemic though, there are a lot of people who strongly feel that we will never return to what we used to consider normal. Others feel that this will eventually pass and we'll go back to normal life just like we have in the past. For me personally, I'm not sure what to believe. But I have firmly decided for myself that I do not want to go back to what normal was before this pandemic. And I want to challenge you to at least consider doing the same. Now before you push back, just hear me out. Here are some examples of what is included in the kind of normal that we are hoping to go back to. The average family living in the US with over $137,000 worth of debt. Over 50% of marriages ending in divorce. Close to 15 million adults battling depression. One out of three girls and one out of seven boys being sexually abused before their 18th birthday. Over four children a day dying in the United States due to child abuse. Close to 20 million adults battling with some form of substance abuse. And over half a million homeless people in the U.S. 
When you listen to those statistics and when you couple it with the other pandemics like suicide, racism, human trafficking, and many more, it's clear to see that what we consider normal is not working. If that is what we call normal, I don't want that. And I'm pretty sure you don't either. I want something different. In Matthew chapter 20, Jesus is speaking to his disciples and trying to adjust their perspective from focusing on themselves to focusing on the bigger picture, others. You see, they were getting a little petty and a little in their feelings over who would be sitting next to Jesus in heaven. This literally reminds me of the battle that we have whenever we go anywhere as a family. My kids are ready to go to war over who gets to sit shotgun because everyone knows whoever sits in the front is clearly more important than the lowly peasants sitting in the back. That's basically what the disciples are doing. They wanted VIP seats in heaven and they wanted everyone to see them sitting next to Jesus. In verses 25 to 26, Jesus calls his disciples together and says, you know that the rulers in this world lord it over their people and officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you, it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. Jesus is telling them and us that when it comes to the things of this world and how society operates, we are called to be different. We are not called to be like everyone else. We are not called to be normal. Serving your neighbor or your coworker or classmate is not normal in the world that we are living in. In fact, I dare you to do something outrageously kind for someone that you don't even know. I bet you money that they will look at you like you have six heads and have no idea to even receive the kind of gesture that you offered them. You see, what the world calls different, God calls normal. Serving others and putting them above ourselves is what God calls normal. And until we start doing that, those statistics that we listened to earlier will just continue to rise. That is the true fight for normal. Fighting to put others ahead of ourselves and to simply love people, no matter what their skin color is or what neighborhood they live in or even who they voted for. Many times we find it hard to love someone who doesn't look like us, live like us, or believe what we believe. But in case you didn't know, it is possible to love someone that is different than you. And get this, it's even possible to love someone that doesn't love you back. The problem is, it's just not considered normal in our world. When it comes to the fight for normal, the other passage in the Bible that I think about is found in John chapter 5. This is the account of an actual event, not a parable, where Jesus heals a lame man. Now to give you some background info, this man had been lame for 38 years, and every day he would lay by these mystical pools along with other sick and disabled people waiting for his chance to be healed. Now these pools of water were believed to be miracle healing pools, and they would occasionally bubble up. Now, when they did, the first person to get in would be healed. So for 38 years, this was his everyday life. This had become his normal. Then Jesus shows up one day, singles him out, and then asks him a simple question. Now, keep in mind that Jesus knew what was wrong with this man, and he knew how long he had been in this condition. Would you like to get well? Jesus asked him. Now, for me, this has always been one of those scriptures where I would have loved to have been there to witness everything go down. On the surface, it seems like such a dumb question. Like, why wouldn't he want to get well? That's like asking me if I would like to get a million dollars. Uh, yeah. So for Jesus to ask this question, there has to be more to it. For me, 
I believe that Jesus was genuinely asking him that question because he wanted to know if this man was ready for a new normal. He had been living the same life every day for the last 38 years. Kind of like us for what feels like the last 38 years. And Jesus was asking him, are you willing to give up your normal for something better? Are you willing to give up your normal for something different? Because even though his normal was obviously not a very good situation, he had become satisfied with it. You can almost picture his face when he responds to Jesus. I can't, sir, for I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. He had literally lost all hope of being healed. At this point, he was just going through the same motions that he had been for the last 38 years. It wasn't even about getting healed anymore. It was just about doing what was familiar. For many of us, we have been seeking healing. We have been seeking hope. We have been seeking a change. And we have been asking God to do something great in our lives. Where we end up getting off track is when we expect God to do it a certain way. You see, this man was focused on the pool when he should have been focused on Jesus. Right now, many of us are focused on our pool. Now, your pool could be many things. Maybe it's the, the perfect career doing what you've always pictured yourself doing. Maybe it's being married with three perfect kids by the age of 30. Maybe it's owning your own business. Maybe it's losing weight and trying to meet a specific goal that you've set for yourself. Maybe it's graduating college with a degree in your dream profession. You know, none of those things are wrong, but your pool is your expectation of what God was going to do in your life to bring healing, to bring acceptance, and ultimately purpose. But our God loves to shatter our expectations. And when he does, it's very easy to be caught up on what he didn't do that we miss out on what he's trying to do. Many of us at the beginning of this year were declaring that 2020 was going to be our year and that God was going to do something great. Then he did do something. And now maybe the jury is still out on whether or not it is great in your eyes. But there's no denying that the start of this year has been a historic one. And now we find ourselves in the middle of a transition and God is asking us, would you like to get well? Or do you just want to go back to normal? Are you satisfied with the way life was before COVID-19? Or are you hungry for something different? Are you so focused on the fact that God hasn't done what you thought he would by now? Or are you ready to step out in faith and believe that God's promises over your life still stand? About a year ago, my wife talked me into getting another dog. Now, while I pride myself on being firm and not being persuaded too easily, between my wife's badgering and the cuteness of this puppy, <laughs> I eventually gave in. Now, we decided to crate train this puppy like we did with our other dog, and it worked out pretty well for the most part. But one thing I noticed about this puppy was that it hated, absolutely hated, being locked in its crate. You know, as most puppies do, but this one more than the others I had seen before. When I would come down in the morning to let her out, she would be howling and crying and scratching just to get out. I would let her out, she would run around the backyard, do her business, and then come back inside and go right back to her cage. It was so weird to me. As long as she wasn't locked in there, she was fully content and comfortable laying in there. The very thing that she was crying to be freed from was the very thing that she ran back to. She was missing out on how big the rest of the house was, the backyard, 
and ultimately the world outside. But she didn't seem to care. It was almost like she preferred the comfort of familiar over the chances of freedom. My fear is that we will do the same thing. That once this whole thing is over, we'll run back to familiar because it's safe. We'll run back to familiar because it's comfortable. You know, that we'll run back to the same relationships, the same habits, the same fears, and the same insecurities. That we'll ultimately run back to what we were asking God to free us from just a few months ago, instead of trusting Him with what He has for us next. As we close out our episode for today, let's remind ourselves that even though our reality and circumstances continue to change every day, our faith remains the same. Remember what Hebrews 11.1 says, Faith shows us the reality of what we hope for. It's the evidence of things that we cannot see. Our faith is rooted in the true reality that God remains the same and that even though we don't understand and know what tomorrow holds, He does. That truth is what allows us to boldly face whatever life may throw at us. Guard what you're listening to and what you're feeding your soul. If your daily diet is just social media and CNN or Fox News, then your life will reflect it. But if you're feeding yourself the word of God and the promises that lie within it, your life will also reflect that. Let's embrace the fact that whether our society goes back to normal or not, we have always been called to something different. I hope that you've been blessed, encouraged, and maybe even challenged by this podcast. If you have, be sure to subscribe. And if you're feeling extra nice, go ahead, give us a quick review, and maybe even show us some love on social media. We would love to have even more people join in on the fight to follow. Right now, we currently can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, along with a few other platforms as well. And lastly, I would like to ask that you continue to support us by simply praying for us. Pray that God would open up doors of opportunity and that we would be obedient and full of faith to follow him. Thank you for listening.